The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Bill Simmons. We're in Austin. It's uh, it's Saturday. We are about to premiere um, a film about this guy, Serge Ibaka, which he has not seen yet. It's premiering uh, Saturday night and then running on Grantland. Um, it is called Son of the Congo. Very proud of this. Our first uh, feature film for Grantland, basically. And uh, and you have not seen it yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, are you people, nervous? A little bit. A little bit. My people, they want to surprise me, so I'm kind of nervous a little bit. You know, we turn it into a comedy. Excuse me? Yeah, we put a little... No, we didn't. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think's going to happen in it? Well, what I think for sure, I know is people are going to learn who is Serge Baca, and they want to learn a lot of things in their life, you know? And that's one thing I know. It's interesting, like, the point you're at in your career, because you've been on good teams pretty much the whole time, and people just think of you as Serge Ibaka, the guy who plays with Duran Westbrook on the playoff team. And, exactly. But you've had this whole backstory. I mean, I didn't know about it. I feel like I know more about basketball than just about anybody. I knew where you came from. I didn't know really anything else. Um, what made you want to tell your story now? Well, I, since I was young, um, my first time when I left Congo, to go play in, in Europe. That's where I was starting to, you know, to think, you know, to vision myself. You know why? I would really like people to know my story, you know, especially kids, young, young, young people to know. Because, you know, sometimes in this life, we think like, when you have something and we're still gonna complain, people, people, everybody. Why now sometimes I, I complain about something, you know? But then I sit down myself and I say, why you complain about something? when you don't know really what people are going through with all those things in life. Right. So since it's been, I was always thinking and dreaming, like, you know what? I would like one day, you know, to see young, young people learn something from Serge Baca. You right. Know? And thank God now, um, and thank you, you know, for giving me this opportunity to show the young people and to, see, to show the, the world, like, everything is possible. Well, it was an easy decision for us because it's a very good film. Um, Thank you. But I think, you you know, you said, like, you beat the odds. The odds were, I would say, really, really stacked against you. And you had some natural physical gifts, but there's a bunch of other stuff that needed to happen, too. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to hear you say that, like, right now, your your body's a little banged up. Like, you're probably bummed out that you can't play and, like, you have little things that happen in your life, but... It's, it's interesting that you go way back and think, oh, man, I mean, is it fair to say you're thinking every once in a while you remind yourself, I, I should be grateful? Yes. Like I say, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Sometimes I get down a little bit, try to complain or think differently, but then I get exempt from myself too, like, you know, and that's why I'm here. That's something keep helping me to be the man I'm more now, and I'm sure... And I have a lot, a lot to learn. I'm yeah. gonna get better. On. I know it's easy. I know it's not gonna be easy. That's one thing I know. That's one thing I know. When I wake up in the morning, I know nothing is easier. I don't want to give away too much of what happens in the film. Um, plus, you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil anything. Yes. But um, eventually, you landed in Spain. How old were you? I was 17. Right. And at that point, people knew you were a good athlete. Yes, in Spain, and yes, probably yes. When did you know that you had a chance to potentially play basketball and get paid for it? What age? 
since um, eight, nine. Eight, nine? Yes, sir. Wow. You were like, this is happening. Yes, this happened. This is, uh, is going to be my life. I'm, I'm going to try to give this sh- a shot, and I'm going to put my life, everything I have, my focus. I'm going to sacrifice my, I don't know how to say, like my young, um, young moment in my life. You know, when he's young, you know, we got a moment where we, we, every young, we, we, we love to do everything, you know, yeah. like everybody. But I sacrifice those moments just to stay focused and try to follow my dream. What kind of resources did you have when you knew you wanted to play basketball and get better at it? Like, what kind of equipment did you have? I think my mental, my mind, and my heart. That was the biggest um, thing I have at that moment. But, like, how did you get, like, sneakers? Like, at some point, you must have been growing to the point. That's what I'm saying. It was my mind and my heart because I was playing with no shoes. Right. You know, no shoes, no food in the stomach. But good thing about it was... My mind was there and my heart was there and I believe in God. So that's one of the biggest things too. So do you remember the first time you played on like a nice wooden floor basketball court and you had the right sneakers on? Like do you remember what game that was? Yes, I was feeling like I, I am same level with Mike and, Mike and Jordan. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. How old were you? I was um it was two years before I go in Spain, so I was fifteen. So you hadn't played in like a, on a real court till you were 15? Yes, 15, 2 or 15. It was in South Africa. Right. Yes. So how'd you play? I was, I was MVP and I was the best defender, best rebounder, best scoring. Like I, I had like four trophies. And your feet me. probably felt better afterwards? Yeah, my feet felt better. And uh, I was playing, you know, on, with 24 hours uh, chrono. Yeah. You know, so... Everything was it was new and, and different in that moment. I was feel like, oh, this is NBA, like this is America, you know. Do you remember? When I was you, in Africa. Do you remember when you dunked first and stuff like that? Yes, I remember I dunked. And the first game, my first, uh, I remember my, the first game we we, we was playing against uh, the South Africa team, national team. And my first basket was a dunk, and I heard the crowd go crazy, and I was so exciting. I stay out up there like for three more seconds. You know, it was it was so fun. That's one of the, my best moments in my life. I will never forget. When did you start playing against players that you could tell were like in your relative talent range? Like when you went to Spain? No, um, in in South Africa. Yeah. Yes, that competition because most of the time we we was playing against Angola. Yeah. You know, Angola in basketball in Africa, they number one. They you know. The number one, and we were playing against South Africa. Um, we were playing against um, Nigeria. You know, they got a lot of players. At that moment, they was playing in in university in in school here in, in America. So it was a kind of those moments. When did you fill out? When did you get tall? When did you pass like six eight? I wasn't really tall since I was young. Yeah. You know, yeah, I wasn't really tall because my mom and dad. I come from tall uh, tall family, big family. So yeah. I wasn't really tall. And then Spain happens. And Spain and you happened. had some real players in that team. Like, that's a real league. And we, yes. we were pointing before, one of your friends pointed out that yes, George Gervin's picture, George Gervin ended up there after he played in the NBA. Um, Actually, when I get to Spain, that's where I started dreaming, like, oh, I can, I can be an NBA player one day, too. Yeah. Because when I was in Congo, my dream was just to play a professional basketball. 
yeah. in Europe or anywhere or in Angola. I don't care. I just want to leave uh, here and to go play professional basketball anywhere. But then when I, c I come in Spain, that's where I start thinking like, oh yeah, like I can be an NBA player one day too. Who's the best player you played in that league? Do you remember? In the league, well, I don't remember, but there was a lot, of, a lot of players, you know, like American players. In they that moment. drifted over there. Yeah, they yeah. Play out, they, they was good, you know. And at what point did people start? You could tell something was going on because people were trying to either manage you or attach themselves to you or give you things. When did that whole part of the process start? Well, again, uh, before before getting Spain, I was first in in France. Yeah. In Prince Macron. I was there for for three months. Then my, my agents and my dad, you know, my agent go, you know, my just called my dad, uh, you know, like, you know, we think, you know, the best, the best, the best place for your son, you know, uh, is here in Spain, you know, because yeah. in, in France, the team I was playing, it was like really low key team. Like, I don't know how to explain you, you know. And, like a lottery team? You know, just like, you know, those small place, you know, yeah, they, yeah. Um, they got team just for friends and family, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and so my agent talked talk with my dad and he told my dad, like, you know, we, we think your son can be a, a great future basketball player if he come in Spain. So then, you know, my, my dad come, he flew, he flew from Africa to France to come pick me out there, you know, uh, because it was not easier. Yeah. I was that moment young and I was exciting to stay there, you know. To me, it was a dream to leave already Congo to come in Europe to play basketball. Right. And then my dad told me, we have to go in Spain because there is a better, is, is a better situation for you. And I said, why? Like, I'm so comfortable here. I'm happy. You know, I'm playing, you know. <laughs> I got shoes. I got everything. I, yeah. I love to play basketball, you know. Then I was young, but, you know, my, my dad kept telling me, we have to go there, you know. He convinced me, so then I accepted to go in Spain. That's when I get to Spain. That's where I start feeling like, whoa, like everything was more about getting I can say the business. Level. Yeah, yeah. Level, you know, business. So you went from living in the Congo to going from France to Spain, which are yes, two of like probably the coolest countries to live in. Like, was your head spinning? Well, my head, well, to me, the place I was in France, it was not really like it's Spain. Right. But the fact that I was coming from Congo, to me, it was okay. My life's here. I'm yeah. comfortable. I'm good. That's what I was looking for. You know, why, why am I going to complicate my life for? Yeah. You know, I got gym, 24 hours. I got coach. You know, I got, you know, I got sneakers. I got everything. I got yeah. food. I got place to sleep. All I can do is one hour just to focus. I'm going to school, you know. So all I can do one hour is to be, you know, focusing on basketball and play basketball. But I didn't know it was more than, right. than that in the future. So Spain's a cool place. Yeah, it was Beautiful great. women in Spain. Huh? I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think about going to college in the States? And yes, why didn't you? Um, at uh, some point, you know, my agent told me, you know, um, we got option two for you to go play in college in the state. Do you remember what college it was? Um, I bet it was Kentucky. I don't know. I remember, if I'm not wrong, I think it was Chicago. Oh, like DePaul or something? Or Northwest? No. What's in Chicago? Know. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't remember the name, actually, because at that moment, I didn't know nothing about what, what is Chicago. Right, or, you don't even know anything. You know, yeah, you just know school, America. So, um, 
And in Spain, I was very comfortable. Um, I was playing very professional. You know, I was I was getting paid a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the age of 17, I was getting a little paid. You know, it wasn't a lot, but to me, you know, I come from Congo and yeah. I got family. You know, I got 17 brothers, sisters. You know, all those kind of stuff. To me, it was okay. I'm getting a little paid right now. And I heard I got I heard a lot of story that told me like, you know, you come you play in school here. They don't pay you. You live in the school, and you know. Yeah. So to me, I was already living, you know, kind of good life, better than before right. in Congo. So I didn't want to already leave that to go play in the school, and where I was not sure if I'm gonna really be NBA player or not, you know. So what were you 19 when you got drafted? I was 19. Yes, sir. And did you know you were going in the first round? Like, were people explaining to you that, hey, this will happen, and if you get here, this will be really good, and this is more... Like, did you even understand all that stuff? Oh, man, everything was crazy. In the beginning, we, I was, we was not sure yet if I'm going to be drafted or not. Yeah, you, know? you think like, you may be a second rounder or something. Or maybe not, you know. Yeah. So we were trying, you know, we was walking with my people, they was walking, and we didn't know. And I spent a lot of time walking in Las Vegas, in that moment, the same, same summer with Joe Abunasad in Las Vegas. And then after that, um, we flew to New Orleans to play Adidas Nation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to try to, you know, to show my name, you know, to make, make my name a little bit because people, nobody know me that moment. So I'm guessing you did well in this tournament. Yeah, I, I did well, but at that point, we was not sure yet, too, like, if I'm going to be drafted or not. And then uh, my last day in New Orleans, I was about to, to, you know, to fly back home in Spain. You know? Then, you know, okay, we see what happened. Maybe in you know, the second round, later second round. Then my agent told me, you know, uh, we got another, uh, another um, tournament. It's going to be nice for you to go out there. Mm. And it's Rebook. Uh, Rebook. Uh, Rebook and her camp. Right. It was in Italy. Yeah. Yes. So my agent told me, you know, it's going to be nice if we, if we can go there, um, you know, to play because it's going to be a lot. And a lot, a lot of scout, NBA scouts go there to watch players. I said, oh, okay. I was so tired, man. I was so tired. I spent all summer, like, I spent all summer walking out and playing and, and then go play and in Adidas Nation in New Orleans. After that, I was asking my agent for vacation, you know, because my agent, he, in that moment, he was like my dad, yeah. you know. So I was saying, man, I have to go, I have to go you know, I have to go, go back home, man. I, wanna, I need some break, man. I be, I be traveling all summer, working out, non-stop. Like, I spent like, before that, I spent like four years, no, like non-stop. Right. He said, man, we have to go there. If, you know, like, we, we, we can have a chance, you know, you know, to do something. I said, okay, cool, we go there. And we, we, flew, we flew to to Italy for the area camp, area book area camp. When we get there, I was so tired. I was cramping all, all, of, all of my body. Yeah. Play, playing with, you know, like, so ankle, you know. And when we get there, I just kill it. Yeah. I kill it. And then after, from there, everything changed. Like, oh, Serge Bakay, you're going to be a... He's rising round. up the draft. Yeah, first round, 
and draft and be a draft, everything just changed, everything just become what? Like then my agent told me, we have to go to New York. I said, Whoa, like New York? Like yeah, he said we have to go to New York because now, you know, we have the possi- the possibility for you to be a first round or second round band, we have to go to New York. So that's where really everything starting. You're gonna get drafted, you're gonna walk on the stage and like, shake hands with like, a little guy. To like the day before draft, that's what we find out. The day before draft, like, you got a promise from Oklahoma City, right? <laughs> Didn't you? You uh, can tell us now. It was like six years no, ago. No, 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 no. No promise. No, it was no promise. But you had a feeling they might take you. <laughs> it was no promise. Actually, that moment it was Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So after the the, the camp, everything changed, and so the were we like twenty fourth pick, something like that. I want twenty four picks. Yeah. yeah. But to me, you know, since day one, I want to tell my agent, you know what, I don't, I don't care about numbers, man. Yeah. You know, I say my agents, you know, I know who I am. I don't care about numbers. All I need is the opportunity, you know. And then he was telling me, you, you know, sometime when they draft you, you, you don't, he started explaining to me because I didn't know nothing, you know. He told me sometime when they draft you, you have to go there, play, and, you know, maybe they may send you in the league. You know, and he's, he explained me how D League work. I told my agent, my agent, you know what? I'm not gonna go to D League. I told him in the beginning, yeah. I'm, it's no, I'm not saying D League is bad. You know, I'm not gonna dis- disrespect all the players playing D League. But to me, I'm saying my agent, I see myself playing NBA teams, you know, and all I need is just give me just a little opportunity, just a little. I don't need a lot, you know. So, I don't even remember this. Your first year was Seattle? Well, I, I stayed. The, the Seattle draft me, but then I, I, I stayed one more year. That's what in it was. In Spain. Because it was always Oklahoma City. That's yes. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so I stayed one more year in Spain, then come back. I remember seeing you. I went to one of your games. It must have been like year two or year three for you. And I could see you were figuring it out. Because it seemed like you guys made the playoffs in, I think, 2010. Yes. I think and you were kind of starting to spread your wings. But it was I could see the seeds of it. I was like, oh, this guy's, Jesus, what's going to happen with this guy? Yeah. So you could just kind of see it. Because you, you, know, you were 21 at that point or something. Mm-hmm. But um, when did you feel like you were starting to figure it out? Oh, just every year, just playing basketball, you know, because I never have a chance like a lot of kids when they was young, you know, start playing basketball since they was young in high school. Yeah. You know, I, ne- I never had that chance, you know. So to me, it was like when I when I came in NBA, every game, every year was like the process to me. So learning, you know. 82 games, seven months a year. Yeah, just feeling. Preseason, playoffs. So every game was to me, you know, to learning something new, the process, the experience, everything. What about, like, what's going on with, like, you from a personal standpoint, all of a sudden you're flying on charter planes. Mm-hmm. You have trainers that are rubbing you down. I mean, this is the, all this happens like overnight, basically. Yes, I'm sure girls maybe interested. <laughs> they seem to like NBA players from time to time. Yeah, sometimes um, um, you have people rooting for you. You have people picking apart, picking you apart if you had one bad game. Yes, it was. Yeah, and you know, it was kind of those kind of those moments. But then I sit down myself. I say, one thing I know is, just me, I know is, when you when you become when you ask for more, when you get there, it's harder, you know? It's like people say, oh, it's hard to get there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to stay. Yeah. You know? 
That's why most of the time people get there, then they go down again. Because it's hard to get there, and it's more harder to stay. So I know already, like, when I'm going to, the more people know who's, who's Serge Baka, you know, people are going to expect more. You know, people are going to expect more, you know. I know, I'm sure, my first year was kind of easy. People know, okay, I can only just, Serge can only just block shot and right. run the floor. Just runs up and down. You know, yeah. that's what's easier. Yeah. You know, but I could say, you know what? I'm comfortable with this one, and I'm going to enjoy my life and just doing that. No. I say myself, I want more because I believe I can do more. But then when I was thinking about, and I know really like, okay, when you ask more, you, you have to be ready because people are going to expect you. When, you, when you're going to start doing that, people are going to expect you to give them more and more and more. So that's where it gets get harder. But that's what it is, you know. When did you, when did you go, oh my God, Durant's great. Westbrook's great. Like, did you, at some point, you must have realized that you were in a very lucky basketball situation, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, it's just, be, like... Because that could have gone really badly. You could have ended up on some other team where Durant's out there, you know, and yeah, I always thank they're God, asking you, know, you to do stuff. And, yeah, I always thank God, you know, and the organization, you know. I just, you know, my first team, my first um, professional, te- professional team, it was the Thunder, and it's a great organization, you know. Everything was easy for me. Yeah. You know, so I always I always thank God for that. I feel like I was lucky and blessing, you know, for my first first time in NBA to play with them. Did you talk to Hakeem and Matumbo and people like that who had been through somewhat similar? Yeah, I talked, you know, like I talked to Hakeem maybe one time, but most of the time, you know, we are, uh, I am good friends with Mutombo. Yeah. We talk a lot. We talk a lot about Mutombo. He's a character. Yes, he is. <laughs> Yes. What was the best piece of advice he gave you? Huh? He he always, you know, he every time we we meet and we talk, he always wanted to stay focused on defense. You know, because you know he was the, one of the best. Right. In, Protect in the rim. Yes. So you know, every time, sometime like, sometime like, I'm trying to shoot too much trees, come down, surge. You have to go back. You have to go back and do what you start to doing because I like see you doing that. You know, and we talk a lot, you know. Most of the stuff we talk, you know, it's not really necessary to talk here in the camera, but we talk a lot. Um, how many languages do you speak? Four. Four. So you probably only have to use one of them when you're playing professional basketball, I'm guessing, right? Or there, do you have opportunities to break out the other ones? Yes. Like if you see Pau Gasol, just yes. go right into the Spanish. Spanish yes. Can you, see, can you swear at him in Spanish and the refs don't? The yes. rest don't notice. When I see Paul Gazar, I can speak in Spanish. When I see uh, uh, Joaquim Noah, yeah. um, we, we changed right in French. The like, last game was funny because you know, the last game we played against them in Chicago, I was talking with Paul in Spanish, and this white Joaquim just come. <laughs> right. And, and the same moment, I was talking with her in Spanish. I go left on the French. <laughs> like, it was, was kind of funny. <laughs> you know? And then American. You get three layers. Three languages. Yeah, it, That's pretty good. Actually, it was American too because then Naz, Naz Mohammed come yeah. and I'm still talking about him in English. Yeah. So it was kind of like Spanish, French, and English at the same time. It was funny. The 2012 finals, um, we, those first four games were close with Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, each one came down to basically the last minute, but you guys were on this giant stage and you were like this group of young kids basically. What do you remember from that now a couple years later? Ah, something I just remember it was it was it was fun, man. It was it was exciting, it was fun, but 
one of the biggest things I remember, we, 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 we didn't really have those experience. Yeah. You know, we and didn't you really know. see it. We, we, we didn't really know what, what we want. You know, like, we didn't really know what we want. We're just exciting, you know. We got the crowd, you know, uh, you know. Everybody talk about us, you know, uh, we we good. And we they just let just play hard and joy, but we really know what we want. What do we want, you know, what are we looking for, you know, what it take to together. Did you think you guys were a little bit nervous or you just kinda didn't totally know what to do yet? Yeah, we didn't know what to do. Yeah. I don't think it was about nervous because you know, if you got a player like Russell Westbrook in your team, he's never gonna have nervous. Right. You know him. Yeah. So, you know, it just the experience, man. We didn't have experience. We just were thinking gonna be easier, you know. Like, okay, we good team, you know. We if we can run up and down, make something. Serge gonna block shot. Kevin gonna cross over. West James, and we're gonna we're gonna win easy. We didn't really know it takes some effort, some sacrifice, all those kind of stuff. And you need luck too. You got to stay healthy. Exactly. You got to yeah. make sure people stay together. You and Jeff Green got traded. Yeah. Pretty early on, that was the first major trade. Harden got traded later. What was it like to you? You guys were so tight as a team, and then somebody's like, "Hey guys, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to Boston now, or I'm going to go to Houston." How did you feel about that? Because obviously, you never had stuff like that happen before. Yes, you know, to me, it was surprised me. It surprised me, especially about Jeff. You know, I remember we was leaving the hotel. We was in San Antonio actually, in San Antonio, and we was leaving, going to the game. Yeah, we'll even go to the game. And just from the lobby. Yeah. Like, you know, I saw Kevin come to me, say, hey, big fella, be ready to, to start tonight. I said, what? Like, you know, like, kind of scared me a little bit, you know, like. Yeah, what hey, happened? I said, what happened? Like, he said, yeah, big fella, be ready to, to start tonight, you know. I said, what happened? Like, he didn't really want to say too loud, so I kind of go close, like, more like, what happened? What happened? Like, he said, yeah, and. You know, Jeff, Jeff Green's gone. And that moment, normally I should be exciting, you know? I should be exciting because he's gone. You're getting some of his minutes. Yeah, but yeah. I'm telling you, I was kind of skewed a little bit, like my heart, like, you know, like, you know, I was, I was what, 20 at that moment? Yeah. And I just started playing like half a season. I was playing one, one minute, two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds. And then they tell me, like, you're going to start for the next game. And then the next game I was was playing against uh, Orlando, Dwight. Right. That yes. was the year. I had my years wrong. That mm-hmm. second, that 2010-11 year, that was the year all of a sudden. Yes. And then I was like, oh. Because they made a big gamble on you with that trade. <laughs> I mean, they, they, part of the reason I'm sure they felt like they could do that is because they felt like you could take some of those minutes. Yeah. So in that moment, I appreciate that. Yeah. And that moment, I was like, when Kevin told me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was thinking, I start thinking a lot. Like, I was scared a little bit, you know. What about when Harden went? Like, were you thinking we, we were going to come back to the finals? Were you surprised by that when one? When he gone, we didn't expect two because, you know. Yeah. We didn't expect two, but it was hard. You know, it was, I mean, we know already, like, okay, he's gone, but, you know, we got players, you know. We got players, you know, we're going to have a team. I'm sure people outside, they were still like, oh, he's over for them. But remember when he gone, the same year, we, we, we won, like, 16 games. Yeah. You know, I'm sure people, they was not expect that. Yeah, for people it was like, oh, they're gone, you know. But we know we like we got team, you know, we got players, we know. Was it weird to play against him? Oh, first game was kind of weird, and I remember the first game was kind of weird. But in that moment, no, before the game it was feeling kind of weird, you know. But that moment, all you think is I'm gonna play hard, you know, against him. You signed a big contract when you're 
you, you were like a year away from becoming a free agent. Yeah. They gave you a big deal. Probably, I mean, just crazy amounts of money from, I'm sure, what you would ever imagine. Yes. Sir. I don't think you've changed, but how did people, did anyone change around you in your immediate life? Well, uh, I like, I know, I know what kind of people I'm going to be with. Yeah. So I'm, I don't think so because I know, you know, all my people is the same people from day one. You know, I got my same people and all my friends, my agents, yeah. people work for me and I got some people from day one. So, you know, I know I'm kind of person when I feel like you are not the right person, I'm going to push you away for me. Right. You know, so nothing changed because my people are the same people and I still have the same people. Is it true you still drive a Hyundai? Well, uh, <laughs> the Hyundai is, is free. They give me free. I got my car. I'm a, I got my car, my okay. own car, but then... The Honda is a free car, so why not take free car? Why is it change? fair to say you don't spend a lot of money? I spend a lot of money. Okay. I spend, but I'm small. Okay. You know, I spend when I, I need to, not because I see you have, I don't know, where something. No, I didn't spend any money on this <laughs> Okay, I can't tell. But I spend, I spend my money when I want to, yeah. you know, not because just because someone, oh, look him, he buys something, or he buy, I'm going to buy it too. No, I'm going to spend when I need to and when I want to. You know, so I'm not I'm the kind of person I spend because I want to spend, not just because oh I need to spend, not just because everybody's buying something and I have to do it. You know? How you feeling about this season? It's certainly been interesting. I can't believe that you guys aren't in the playoffs if it ended today or you're right on the fringe or you're like right in the on the bubble basically, but it's one of those seasons where like almost everything's gone wrong and then Westbrook goes crazy and now you're kind of lingering, and here's Golden State, who's going to win like 68 games, and they might have to play you guys in round one, and you'll be healthy. I mean, you're just feeling like if we could just get in there, we're going to cause some damage. Only one hour we are thinking, and only we need, we know, we don't care what people expect about us or what they say about us. And only, only thing we know, and we are thinking one hour is just to get in the playoff. We don't care what number. You know what I'm saying? We don't care what number because we believe in us and we don't care what number. It can be eight, seven, we don't care. And when we're going to get there and we're going to make things change. Can you give me one story to explain to it? Because everyone at Grantland is fascinated by Russell Westbrook. Um, just give me one story of what it's like to be his teammate just on like an average Thursday. What? Uh, Westbrook. Is he always like how we think he is? He's not always like that. Okay. You know, sometimes I sit down and say, this guy, what kind of guy is, man? Like from the, on the court, yeah. off the court, he's a different person. Oh, okay. He's a different person. So he gets on the court, he just changes. Yeah, on the court, like, he's changing. Like, off the court, he's a different person. Like, so who's that person? He's just like, he's just a normal guy, like, you know, you know like, funny you know, like, he just uh, smile every time, sing, you know, do some jokes. Right. Every time, you know, tr you know, like, give people a hard time. Yeah. That's it, do every time. On the call? Oh, my God. He just, like... Is he different. one of those people that's always competing with everybody at all times? Like, even when you're in the airport trying to throw, like, a piece of trash in no, the garbage? No, no, compete. Like, when, he off the, when, he's, when he's off the call, he's not really competing. Yeah. He just like, you know, he just want to talk, you know, be funny, you know, just enjoy life. But when, he, when he's off the, on a call, he just like, 
attack mode. Mm. Well, I'd love to talk more, but we have to go because you have to promote this awesome film we have. And um, the reason I want to play the podcast this way is because I want people to watch what, what we did here because it's really sure. about you going back and what your life was like there and what it's life like now and how those two worlds kind of meet. You haven't seen it yet. I, I think I did a good job not spoiling it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Just all right. Just plug it, Grantland.com, it's up now. Yeah, Grantland.com, when you see this podcast, that also means this pieces up. We're very proud of it. Oh, thank you. Um, and you're doing okay? Your body's... Yeah, my body okay. Well, now, you know, we're going to see what happened and... We're going to see. You know, it's day by day, so we're going to see. It seems you have, like, a great healing capacity, as we saw in the playoffs last year, when everybody wrote you off in that playoff series, and then all of a sudden you came back and had, like, 20 rebounds or something. Yes. Yeah. You heal fast. Yes. That's that's the good thing about Thank God. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. And good luck with uh, the reception to the film. We're really proud of it, and I think you should be really proud of it, too. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay. I really think I appreciate that because when my, my people told me about that, I was like, wow, I can't believe it. It's something I was dreaming about. And now I got the opportunity. I really thank you a lot. Okay. Uh, Grantland.com, you can check out the entire Surge film, Son of the Congo, split up in a couple parts, premiering at South by Southwest right now. I'm excited. Thanks for watching. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.